It is 27 minutes after the hour here on the Dread Large Radio Show, and I'm pleased to be joined by Steve McDonald. I completely lost where I was in the time this morning. It's time for No Safe Spaces. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Rich. How are you doing? Pretty well. How are you? Not bad. Um, I was listening to a part of the end of that. I didn't get the whole segment. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it, but I kept hearing the word diversity, which is always an interesting word because... Well, that's sort of what I wanted to talk about this week. The, uh, about a week ago, I know a lot of things happened over the weekend, and maybe we'll get to some of those, but uh, about a week ago, uh, an Uzbek Muslim uh, driving a rented truck from Home Depot. Oh, yes. Uh, and you know what? Ho- shade. Ho- ho- hold, on, hold, hold on just a second. I forgot. Mayor, okay, continue. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to do something, but... All right. All right, no problem. So anyway, he rents a whole, he rents this Home Depot truck, and uh, he goes on a little drive and runs down, I don't know, dozens of people, kills eight of them on a bike path in Manhattan. And uh, before he's shot and wounded, he gets out of his truck and yells, Allahu Akbar, which is the mm-hmm. story that's going to get drowned by what happened in Texas yesterday. But uh, a few days later on Tucker, Tucker Carlson Tonight, Tucker was talking to Mark Stein, and they were talking about NBC News headlines and media headlines that were really more worried about, say, the backlash against Muslims um, than, you know, the people who died, motivation for the attack. So their, their focus was, you know, pretty typical. But Carlson said, uh, in reference to this, that uh, feeling virtuous about diversity is more important than your safety. And I thought, that sums up so much of what happens from the left, you know, this, this sort of virtual virtue signaling, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you could, you could change that phrase and change it to feeling virtuous about diversity is more important than your blank, and you could, you could cover a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's more important than feeling safe in a public restroom or locker room. It's, it's more important than being a Christian small business owner, and Naturally, it's more important than your right to free speech. Um, diversity trumps this, this virtuous feeling about diversity is more important than probably most of the Bill of Rights and, and just about anything else. I mean, um, we have college Republicans who are trying to hold meetings of their college group. It's just them. They, they rent a room or they use a space in a library and these virtuous diversity people bust into their meetings and disrupt them because, in their opinion, they don't even have the right to talk peacefully amongst themselves about things they object to. (laughs) It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. I, I just don't know how to, I, you know, all I can hope is that it's become so uh, so out of hand that people see it for what it is. Well, I don't know. Maybe they have, you know. Um, Antifa planned a November 4th day of action. So oh, yeah, Saturday, so they was going to topple the Trump agenda. Yes, yes. Uh, no, topple the Trump cities. presidency. There you go. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to overthrow the government, basically. Right. I, I, I'm not sure how they plan to do that, um, but they said they were going to start on Saturday. And so they had 20 cities, and they're going to overthrow Mike Pence and Donald Trump. And they took out full-page ads in newspapers, some of them costing as much as $150,000 each. 
They had online contact information in all these cities. They had pre-printed signs available. Very well-funded event. Mm. Um, some say funded by George Soros. I, I don't have any clue if that's true. I didn't trace the money. Mm-hmm. But the turnout was lousy, except for maybe New York and L.A. and probably Chicago. So this great big thing that they had planned for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they spent all this money on all these ads and all these signs, and it really kind of was a nothing burger. And, and these are the people that are behind that same messaging, that silencing speech before it even happens. You know, the Dartmouth professor, Mark Bray, wrote an entire book about Antifa. He, he got a lot of press for saying that he advocated for this violence in advance of the speech to prevent the speech from ever occurring. And uh, so now you've got these 20 cities with all these guys that are supposed to show up. In some towns, the, the police presence was greater than the actual number of protesters who showed up. Um, oh, you mean the police uh, actually decided they were going to show up and do their job instead of stand down and let these thugs run amok? Yeah, I didn't check every single city, but, you know, even in L.A. and, and New York, and uh, there was a city in Texas that had more police officers than actual protesters. Um, you know, obviously, L.A. and New York are pretty big, so a lot of people showed up. But some of the Antifa protesters, of course, they always show up wearing um, all black. They have their faces covered. They showed up. Some of them showed up with baseball bats. Um, one really clever guy used an axe handle to hold his pre-printed sign. You know, so it was like a <laughs> sign handle. The police said, "No, so can't get you in there with that." Um, at least one guy in Los Angeles was arrested for saying repeatedly that uh, they needed to bloody pro-Trump counter-protesters. Oh, there you so, go. The violence component is still there. Uh, there's still a connection between these these groups going after college Republicans and these probably college students, going out in the street dressed up as ninja, um, trying to beat people before they say anything they don't want to hear. And um, let's see, what else? Another another thing I read said this entire thing was organized by communists, which, of course, kind of makes sense, because Antifa is, for the last 80 years, been a communist movement. So that's not at all surprising. Um, but again, these people are feeling virtuous about silencing speech. They're they're like, we have to do this. We, we don't care if it's peaceful. Uh, we don't care about the First Amendment. We have to make sure these people don't say anything so you don't have to hear it. What? Well, that's really what they're after, right? I mean, go back to Mark Bray, the professor from Dartmouth. He advocated violence, and Tifa liked violence, to keep people from ever speaking in public so that other people would not hear words they didn't want them to hear. Mm-hmm. That's what this entire thing is about. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So, um, let's see if I have anything else in here. Hey, there's an election coming up tomorrow, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, just a little one. And by the way, you still have four <laughs> minutes to fill, so, you know, find something. Four minutes to fill. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I don't think enough people, and I... I I feel bad. I don't think I spent enough time asking enough people to ask enough questions of all these candidates in Manchester about what they think about this sort of thing. I mean, we had Ray Buckley come out and say that that disaffected voters were white supremacists, and I don't think that got near enough play. I don't think enough candidates were pressured into either advocating or or opposing that statement. Um, You know, we've had Antifa hasn't been getting a lot of press. That doesn't mean they've been doing anything. It it pretty much means that the, the press just isn't covering it, because every time they cover it, Oh, yeah, just, stormtroopers get a bad right. Just, just, just like they're not covering the you know the the now um, demonstrable connections between uh, the Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party and this uh, 
uh, what's the name of the outfit who produced the dossier with help from the Russians? Oh, uh, uh, Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS, Bill Clinton's, you know, big paydays, the $145 million that the uh, Clinton Foundation received from Russian front companies around the time the Uranium One deal uh, was was uh, being approved, uh, thanks to Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, oh, but, et cetera, but Rich, et cetera. They are, they are covering Donna Brazile walking back her comments in her book about the meddling in the Democrat primary. Yeah, well, isn't, isn't this the same Donna Brazile who was fired from CNN after a release of uh, emails? I forget if it was WikiLeaks or if it was uh, 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 James O'Keefe who caught the media colluding with uh with with the Hillary campaign all this stuff they were coordinating and and working on together and gee wasn't this the same Donna Brazil who um oh was caught feeding questions that were going to be asked to Clinton in debates before they were asked I forget if they were debates with Bernie yeah. or debates with Trump or both but she was so she's running around telling everybody how bad the Clinton campaign was and how the DNC fixed it uh, uh, f- uh, fixed it to uh, uh, for her to beat Bernie, and she was part of the she <clears throat> she was part of the crew that was helping to beat Bernie. Yep, yep, she was, she was. She's got a lot of integrity, so you really don't know what the hell <laughs> the heck she's saying. Um, it's just it doesn't it isn't. I mean, imagine if this was a Republican problem, they'd be you'd, you'd never hear the end of it, and that's kind of how it works, you know. And as as a media person, you understand that you need to do everything you can to try to get the other side out to try to ask those questions and to try to get people to ask politicians questions like, do you think Ray Buckley's right? Are New Hampshire voters white supremacists? Do you believe Antifa has a right to silent speech before it occurs? Um, I think these are pretty important issues. I don't know that and not everybody's going to be a constitutional scholar, but most people grasp what free speech is. They understand that you have a right to have a peaceful opinion about anything. And to suggest that anyone has the right to go out and intimidate you into silence is, a, is an absurd notion. I mean, I, I think most people would be offended by it, and I don't think we use it enough. Well, I uh, <laughs> listen. You know, the the only the, the biggest problem here in this country is not that there are people like this that exist, but that the opposition to those people doesn't push back, and that is why I maintain. That uh, Donald Trump will, when he runs for re-election, make Reagan's re-election landslide look small because at the end of the day, uh, he's exposing everybody for what they are, either a villain or a coward, because he is taking on fights that nobody has taken on in the Republican Party in anybody's memory and their policy fights, their political fights, they their fights that Reagan would have taken on, albeit in a different way with a different tone. Um, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, as no, I agree. as Limbaugh says, this is what pushback looks like, and I, I I don't know. I'm I'm just not getting the sense that Donald Trump is in trouble. In fact, the sense that I'm getting is he's about to open up a can of you know what um, on members of both parties in the 2018 election, and I suspect, as I've been saying for uh, for months now that the 2018 uh, midterm elections are going to feature Donald Trump unleashed um, in states, uh, well, not just in states, but states and congressional districts where he is not happy with the incumbent, whether it's Republican or Democrat, and he's going to fight for the person he wants, whether it's in a Republican primary or in a general election. 
Well, people need to go to American Spectator and look up Angela Cotevilla's Ruling Class versus Country Class. It's 14 pages long. Reassociate yourself with it if you've read it before. If you've never read it, you should read it. It'll tell you a lot about why Donald Trump was elected president, and it'll inform you on the path going forward against the political class and the establishment. It's a great piece. All right. Well, do us a favor. Get us the link. We'll put it up with this archive at TorontoLarge.com. Steve McDonald of NewMediaMilitia.com. As always, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Coming up next, Ava Castillo-Turgeon's in the house. It's time for the ins and outs of immigration.